Hello, welcome to episode 7. This week we'll be summarizing the fourth chapter of The Canadian Army in Afghanistan, Volume 1, A Nation Under Fire, 2001-2006, to by Sean Maloney, PhD. Welcome to our riveting journey through the pages of history, where the chill winds of late 2003 sweep over the war-scarred landscapes of Afghanistan. In this episode, we unravel the intricate tapestry of a nation at the crossroads, caught between the echoes of conflict and the aspirations for a new beginning. Join us as we delve into the complexities of post-war Afghanistan, where the push and pull of politics, insurgency, and reconstruction converge in a pivotal moment, the constitutional Loya Jirga. Fasten your seatbelts. This is not just a podcast. It's a time travel expedition into the heart of a nation, fighting for its identity and future. Welcome to Calm But Not Stable, Afghanistan in the late 2003. My name is James, and I'm the host of Canada and Afghanistan, the podcast. In late 2003, Afghanistan was in a critical phase of post-conflict reconstruction following the years of totalitarian repression, civil war, and the fall of the Taliban regime in 2001. The country was grappling with the challenges of establishing a stable government, drafting a new constitution, and gaining international support for reconstruction efforts. The security situation was fragile, with ongoing insurgency groups like the Taliban, HIG, and Al-Qaeda, particularly in the southern regions near the Pakistan border. The Constitutional Loya Jirga, a historic event in December 2003, aimed to involve the Afghan people in selecting a government and shaping the mechanisms of governance. The process faced internal and external criticisms, ethnic and political tensions, and security threats that complicated the path to stability. The Canadian-led International Security Assistance Force played a crucial role coordinating security measures to ensure the success of the Loya Jirga amid a complex and dynamic environment. The constitutional Loya Jirga held in late 2003 holds paramount importance in shaping Afghanistan's future. It represented a historic moment where, for the first time, the Afghan people actively participated in determining the type of government and governance mechanisms they desired after years of totalitarian repression and unrelenting violence. This assembly played a pivotal role in establishing a constitutional framework, providing the basis for the country's political structure, the rights of citizens, and the rule of law. The democratic milestone was not merely symbolic, it was a practical necessity for the flow of international aid crucial for the country's reconstruction. However, the Loya Jirga faced significant challenges, particularly in addressing the diverse interests of ethnic, political, and religious groups. Exemplified by the delicate task of balancing Pashtun interests against those of the Northern Alliance. Moreover, the assembly became a focal point for insurgent groups like the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, recognizing its role in shaping a new Afghanistan state and actively seeking to disrupt the process. In essence, constitutional Loya Jirga served as a cornerstone steering Afghanistan away from its tumultuous past towards the promise of democratic governance and international collaboration. The International Security Assistance Force encountered a myriad of complexities and challenges during its missions in Afghanistan. One of the foremost difficulties was the intricate web of regional and tribal dynamics that influenced the security landscape. Afghanistan's diverse ethnic composition and historical rivalries posted a significant obstacle to the establishment of a unified security framework. The long-standing tensions between groups like the Pashtuns, Tajiks, and Uzbeks 
coupled with the power struggles among warlords, made it arduous for ISAF to navigate and foster stability. Additionally, the influx of external actors, such as Pakistan and Iran, further complicated the security environment as those neighboring nations pursued their strategic interests within the Afghanistan borders. Furthermore, ISAF grappled with the challenge of coordinating efforts among its diverse coalition members. The alliance comprised forces from various nations, each with distinct national caveats, operational capabilities, and strategic objectives. This lack of cohesion often hindered the efficiency and effectiveness of ISAF operations. The difference in rules of engagement, language barriers, and varying levels of commitment among contributing nations created coordination challenges on the ground. The need for consensus among the diverse coalition added a layer of complexity, making it difficult for ISAF to respond swiftly and cohesively to the evolving security threats and dynamic conditions in Afghanistan. The constitutional loya jirga in late 2003 brought to the forefront the intricate issue of Pashtun representation and the power-sharing dynamics in Afghanistan. The Pashtun, the country's largest ethnic group, had historical ties to the Taliban and perceived themselves as marginalized in the post-Taliban political landscape. The power-sharing negotiations at the Loya Jirga aimed to strike a delicate balance between acknowledging Pashtun's aspirations and ensuring equitable representation for other ethnic groups. The challenge lay in navigating the complex historical narratives where Pashtuns saw themselves as the rightful leaders, while the other ethnic factions, particularly the Northern Alliance, sought to secure their post-civil right gains. The discussions during the Loya Jirga reflected the intricate task of defining the role of a Pashtun president and the distribution of power among diverse ethnic groups. Striking this balance was crucial to avoid exasperating Pashtun alienation, which could undermine the stability of the newly formed Afghan transitional administration. The friction during these negotiations highlighted the nuanced challenge of crafting a constitution that accommodated the aspirations of all ethnic groups. Recognizing the significance of Pashtun representation without perpetuating historical imbalances or disenfranchising other communities. The outcome of these deliberations played a pivotal role in shaping Afghanistan's political trajectory and determining the inclusivity of its governance structure. Afghanistan a country with a rich tapestry of ethnic, political, and religious diversity faced a complex challenge during the constitutional Loya Jirga of late 2003. The intricate web of ethnic groups, including Pashtuns, Tajiks, Hazaras, Uzbeks, and others, with its distinct cultural and historical background, contributed to the intricacies of the negotiations. The Northern Alliance, primarily composed of Tajiks, Uzbeks, and Hazaras, had emerged as a dominant force following the defeat of the Taliban. Their historical rivalry with the Pashtuns added an additional layer of complexity to the power-sharing discussions. As they sought to protect their post-Civil War gains and ensure a governance structure that reflected their interests. Politically, the country grappled with the power dynamics involving influential figures such as Rashid Dutsum, Atta Muhammad Noor, Gulbuddin Hekmatar, and others. These power brokers, often with regional and ethnic affiliations, wielded significant influence and had vested interests in shaping the constitutional framework. Meanwhile, religious factions, including fundamentalist elements opposed to stability, aimed to influence the proceedings by labeling the process as a Western imposition. The intricate interplay of these diverse groups underscored a delicate task of establishing a constitution that could harmonize their conflicting interests and foster a more inclusive and stable Afghanistan. Pashtun alienation emerged 
as a critical factor during the constitutional loyajurga, posing substantial implications for the political future of Afghanistan. The general perception that the Taliban, primarily a Pashtun movement, had the support of the majority of Pashtuns and neighboring Pakistan contributed to the complex dynamic. While it was an oversimplification to view the Taliban as universally embraced by Pashtuns, the prevalent sentiment of Pashtun alienation needed to be addressed to extend the influence of the Afghan traditional administration in the southern regions. The deliberations within the Loya Jirga highlighted the challenges of power sharing, concerning the presidency and the distribution of authority among ethnic groups. The delicate task of finding a balance between Pashtun representation and the claims of the Northern Alliance, which perceived itself as the victor in the post-Taliban civil war, became a focal point. The imperfections in the constitutional process reflected the broader struggle to reconcile these divergent interests. The repercussions of Pashtun alienation were not merely symbolic. They had tangible consequences for the stability and legitimacy of the Afghan state. Addressing this alienation was essential for preventing further unrest and fostering a cohesive national identity that could withstand the challenges faced by Afghanistan in the years to come. The perceived support for the Taliban among Pashtuns significantly impacted Operation Athena, the Canadian contribution to the International Security Assistance Force in Afghanistan. The prevailing notion that Pashtuns were sympathetic to the Taliban complicated the mission's objectives and altered the dynamics of the engagement. This perception influenced the operational environment as Canadian forces had to navigate a landscape where the Taliban, along with various insurgent groups, could exploit local sympathies in Pashtun-majority areas. The challenges were twofold. First, the need to differentiate between the broader Pashtun population and the Taliban sympathizers within it. And second, the imperative to address Pashtun alienation to garner support for the Afghan transitional administration. Operation Athena had to grapple with the complexities of counterinsurgency efforts in an environment where the lines between the insurgency and the local population were blurred. Winning the trust of the Pashtuns and dispelling the perception of universal support for the Taliban were crucial components of the Canadian mission. The nuanced approach required a delicate balance between security operations and community engagement, aiming not only to neutralize insurgent threats, but also to build relationships and address the root causes for discontent, thereby contributing to the broader objectives of stability and governance in Afghanistan. The landscape of ethnic alliances and opportunistic commanders in Afghanistan during the constitutional loya jirga was intricate and characterized by nuanced relationships. The ethnic and factional dynamics, particularly between Pashtuns and the Northern Alliance, added a layer of complexity to the political landscape. While there was a general perception that the Taliban represented Pashtun interests, the reality was more nuanced. Pashtuns were not university aligned with the Taliban, as there were anti-Taliban Pashtun tribes and Northern Alliance commanders willing to switch allegiances based on financial incentives. Opportunistic commanders, often associated with powerful factions, were a wild card in the political process. The cantoning and disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration DDR, processes aimed to neutralize the influence of these commanders by disarming their militias. However, the success of these efforts varied. Some commanders remained outside the official structures, posing potential challenges to stability. The tussle for power-sharing arrangements and concerns about losing influence in the new political order fueled the opportunistic behavior of certain commanders. The intricate web of ethnic, political, and personal motivations among Afghan power brokers added layers of uncertainty to the political landscape during this critical period. The constitutional lawyer Jirga had to navigate these complexities to establish a representative and stable government for Afghanistan. The International Security Assistance Force, led by the Canadian forces, 
played a crucial role in ensuring security during the constitutional lawyer jerker in Afghanistan. The responsibility for security coordination fell on the shoulders of key figures like Major General Leslie, Brigadier General Delvin, and Lieutenant Colonel Dene, along with the units under their command. Recognizing the importance of avoiding the perception that ISAF was running the show, efforts were made to demonstrate that Afghans were at the forefront of securing the event. To achieve this, various strategic measures were implemented. The Canadian Embedded Training Team, or ETT, worked on preparing the first Kandak to be the predominant security force at the Loyal Jirgis site. Police training activities conducted by 3RCR were essential, and cooperation was secured with the Afghan National Army and Kabul City Police. A joint coordination center was established involving ISAF, the Afghan National Army, Kabul City Police, and the National Directorate of Security, with contingency planning and rehearsals conducted. Multiple rings of a security were established, including inner, outer, and long-range cordons, with their UN AMA discreetly present inside the Loya Jirga site. Canadian combat engineers, along with their Explosive Ordnance Disposal and Improvised Explosive Device Disposal, or EOD and IEDD, capability, played a role in sweeping the site. The comprehensive security plan also involved international partners, such as a Norwegian infantry company and the United Kingdom's mobile drug detection team. Information operations were utilized to counter potential insurgent activities, emphasizing the ability to bring diverse personalities together for constructive dialogue. The Canadian-led ISAF efforts demonstrated a commitment to facilitating an Afghan-led and Afghan-secured process during the constitutional Loya Jirga. The balancing act to avoid the perception of ISAF running the show during the constitutional Loya Jirga involved a strategic approach to emphasize Afghan ownership and leadership of the process. Key to this effort was the realization that the outward impression should reflect that Afghans were in the forefront of securing an Afghan event. The collaborative efforts with the Afghan National Army Kabul City Police and the National Directorate of Security during the Constitutional Lawyer Jirga were integral in ensuring the security and success of the event. Recognizing the importance of portraying the Lawyer Jirga as an Afghan-led process, Brigadier General Devlin and his team actively engaged in diplomatic and strategic coordination with these Afghan security entities. Firstly, the Canadian TT focused on preparing the 1st Kandak, a unit of the Afghan National Army, to play a predominant role in security operations. This involved training and equipping Afghan forces to handle responsibilities associated with securing such a significant event. Secondly, police training activities undertaken by 3RCR were crucial in enhancing the capabilities of the Kabul City Police. This not only contributed to the overall security apparatus, but also fostered a collateral environment between international forces and local law enforcement. Thirdly, Brigadier General Devlin actively engaged with both the Afghan National Army and the Kabul City Police in the weeks leading up. The establishment of a joint coordination center allowed for effective communication and planning, ensuring that security efforts were well-coordinated and aligned with the Afghan security forces' capabilities and responsibilities. The collaboration extended to include the National Directorate of Security, Afghanistan's intelligence agency, and the joint coordination center. This multi-agency approach aimed to address security challenges comprehensively and anticipate potential threats. By fostering collaboration amongst these Afghan security entities and integrating them into the security plan, the joint efforts sought to reinforce the narrative that Afghans were actively involved in securing their own constitutional process. This collaborative approach was essential in projecting an image of Afghan ownership and leadership in security arrangements, thereby avoiding the perception of undue external influence during the crucial Loya Jirga proceedings. The process leading to the constitutional Loya Jirga faced a barrage of criticisms from various quarters, reflecting the intricate dynamics and conflicting interests at play in Afghanistan. Western critics, predominantly academics and lawyers, 
voiced concerns primarily centered on the perceived inadequacies of the Afghan governance model. Some criticized the process for not aligning with Western notions of human rights, asserting that the Constitution should have incorporated their concepts more comprehensively. This critique often stemmed from a Western-centric perspective that struggled to reconcile with the intricate cultural and historical nuances of Afghanistan. Such criticisms, well-intentioned, highlight the challenges of imposing external ideas on a nation navigating its path towards stability. Fundamentalist Islamic groups opposed to the emerging stability in Afghanistan vehemently rejected the constitutional loyajurga as an American imposition. They contended that the constitution, not adhering strictly to fundamentalist principles, was un-Islamic and a construct forced upon Afghans by Western victors. This opposition reflected a broader resistance to the idea of a more moderate, inclusive Afghanistan. The emergence of the Jawahar al-Islam, a coalition of groups like the Taliban, HIG, and al-Qaeda, underscored the depth of opposition to the evolving political landscape. Power brokers within Afghanistan also added their own layer of criticism, concerns about potential loss of influence and prestige in a new political order. Ethnic, political, and religious groups worried about the distribution of power and the consolidation of authority, leading to a complex negotiation process. The Pashtun majority fearing challenges to their cultural traditions and other ethnic groups, wary of excessive Pashtun dominance, further complicated the power-sharing dynamics. Critics from within Afghanistan were grappling with the profound shifts in the political landscape, creating a cacophony of concerns dissent that characterized the intricate challenges faced by the constitutional lawyer Jirga. Operation Valkyrie was a strategic initiative launched by the International Security Assistance Force, specifically led by the Canadian forces, to deter and preempt insurgent activities during the constitutional lawyer Jirga in Afghanistan. Initiated on December 20, 2003, as the lawyer Jirga sessions progressed, ISAF received threat warnings indicating potential rocket attacks on the city, with Camp Julian and the Loya Jirga site identified as likely targets. In response to these imminent threats, Operation Valkyrie was designed to secure traditional rocket launch areas south and west of Camp Julian, where insurgents could exploit geographical advantages for attacks. The operation involved platoon and company-sized night surges into these identified areas, aiming to disrupt and discourage insurgent activities. The strategic focus was on preventing the use of traditional rocket launch sites thereby safeguarding key locations associated with the Loya Jirga. The deployment of forces and intensified patrols were crucial components of this operation, demonstrating a proactive approach to security and countering potential threats during a critical period of the constitutional deliberations. Operation Valkyrie reflected ISAF's commitment to ensuring the safety and security of the constitutional Loya Jirga, emphasizing the importance of a proactive measure to deter insurgent elements seeking to disrupt a democratic process in Afghanistan. During the Constitutional Loya Jirga, security forces, including the International Security Assistance Force and the Afghan National Security Force, faced significant challenges, including suicidal attacks. On December 28, 2003, two suicide attacks targeted personnel from the National Directorate of Security, resulting in the tragic loss of six NDS members, including the leader of the counterterrorism unit. These attacks posed a direct threat to the security apparatus responsible for safeguarding the Loya Jirga and demonstrated the determination of the insurgents to disrupt the constitutional process. The suicide attacks highlighted the complex and multifaceted nature of security challenges in Afghanistan during that period. Insurgent groups, including the Taliban, HIG, and Al-Qaeda, 
sought to undermine the legitimacy of the emerging Afghan state and the constitutional lawyer Jirga. The attacks not only aimed at causing casualties, but also aimed to create an atmosphere of fear and insecurity, challenging the perception of a stable and cohesive Afghan transitional administration. The security forces, including ISAF and ANSF, had to adapt to these evolving threats. This required not only addressing direct attacks, but preemptively countering potential insurgent activities as seen in operations like Valkyrie. The suicidal attacks underscored the persistent security risks faced by Afghanistan and the complexity of providing effective security during a crucial political process such as the constitutional lawyer Jirga. On the night of December 31, 2003, Dr. Mojadeh made a significant announcement regarding the process of reconciliation of discrepancies in the constitution text during the constitutional lawyer Jirga in Afghanistan. Dr. Mojadeh, a predominant Afghan political figure and the country's former president, revealed that most of the discrepancies in the reconciled constitution text had been resolved. Furthermore, he disclosed that a negotiating group had been formed to address and sort out the remaining issues. This announcement was a crucial development in the lawyer Jirga proceedings, indicating that substantial progress had been made in overcoming the challenges and differences among the diverse groups participating in the constitutional discussions. Mojadeh's statement suggested a commitment to finding a common ground and reaching a consensus on the constitution demonstrating the participants' dedication to shaping Afghanistan's political future through dialogue and negotiation. As the constitutional process continued, the announcement played a pivotal role in instilling hope and confidence in the Afghan people, and leaders were actively engaged in challenging the task of forging a new political order for their nation. The decisions made during this critical period marked by the constitutional lawyer Jirga in the late 2003 held immense significance for Afghanistan's future. The lawyer Jirga represented a historic opportunity for the Afghan people to actively participate in determining the type of government they desire after years of totalitarian repression and conflict. The decisions reached during this constitutional process were pivotal in shaping the political landscape and governance structures of Afghanistan. Key aspects of significance included the establishment of a new constitution and the mechanisms by which the country would be governed process aimed to address the concerns and interests of diverse ethnic, political, and religious groups, ensuring broad representation and power-sharing arrangements. The decisions made during this period were fundamental in laying the foundation for the country's political institutions and determining the balance of power among different factions. Moreover, the successful conduct of the lawyer Jirga and the decisions made therein were crucial for garnering international support and aid, which was vital for a post-conflict reconstruction of Afghanistan. Constitutional process signal a commitment to stability, governance, and the rule of law, factors that were essential for attracting investments and assistance from the international community. In summary, decisions made during the constitutional lawyer Jirga held profound significance as they shaped the constitutional framework, determined power dynamics, and set the course for Afghanistan's political trajectory in the post-conflict era. In late 2003, Afghanistan faced a critical juncture in its history convening of the constitutional lawyer Jirga. This marked a historic opportunity for the Afghan people to actually participate in shaping the country's future governance. The lawyer Jirga aimed to address the diverse interests and concerns of ethnic, political, and religious groups, paving the way for the establishment of a new constitution and governance mechanism. The process unfolded amidst the complex challenges, including the insurgency by groups like the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, making security a paramount concern. The decisions made during this period were pivotal, not only for the internal stability, but also for garnering international support crucial for Afghanistan's reconstruction. The constitutional process reflected a deliberate balancing act, considering the tensions between Pashtun representation and power-sharing dynamics. 
Pashtun alienation emerged as a significant concern, highlighting the need for a constitution that addressed power imbalances and ensured a broad-based participation. The Loyajurga's success was not only vital for internal cohesion, but also for signaling to the international community that Afghanistan was committed to stability and governance. As the Loyajurga progressed, collaborative efforts between ISAF, led by the Canadian forces, and the Afghan security entities played a crucial role in ensuring security, while international criticisms and insurgent threats added layers of complexity to the process. Ultimately, decisions made during this crucial period set the stage for Afghanistan's political trajectory and the engagement with the global community. As we wrap up this journey through the pages of Afghanistan's intricate history in late 2003, it's evident that the constitutional Loya Jirgar was not just a political event, but a saga of resilience, negotiation, and the intricate dance of diverse interests. The challenges faced by the International Security Assistance Force, the nuanced alliances among ethnic groups, and the delicate task of crafting a constitution amid insurgency and external pressures highlight the complexity of nation-building. The Loya Jirgar was a turning point, a moment when Afghanistan dared to redefine its future. Collaborative efforts to balance power, their strategic dance to avoid perception of foreign influence, and the intricate negotiations within a diverse landscape showcase the nation's determination to transcend its tumultuous past. As the decisions were made under the watchful eye of Afghan and international stakeholders, the significance of that critical period reverberated far beyond Kabul. In the cold hills of Kabul, amidst the echoing debates and the ever-present security threats, the Afghan people forged a path towards a new governance structure. Dr. Mojadeh's announcement on the reconciliation of discrepancies signaled not just the end to a constitutional debate, but the beginning of a chapter that would shape Afghanistan's destiny. Next episode, we delve into the escalating tensions between the 717th Regiment and ISAF in Kabul, necessitating precautionary measures to protect vital headquarters. Simultaneously, discussions around Canada's participation in Operation Athena revealed dissatisfaction with NATO's delayed efforts to replace the Canadian contingent. Despite these challenges, influenced by concerns over Afghan elections and pressures from NATO, the British, and the Americans, Canada decides to extend its presence in Kabul beyond August 2004. The consideration involved complex negotiations on residual capabilities with NATO and debates on potential provincial reconstruction team deployments as an exit strategy. The text illustrates the intricate decision-making process and nuanced factors shaping Canada's strategy in Afghanistan during this critical period. Until next time, stay curious, stay informed, and may the echoes of our shared history guide us forward. Thank you.